Welcome to episode 78 ah. of Coffee with Butterscotch, the game dev comedy podcast of Butterscotch Shenanigans. I'm Seth, and I'm the games programmer. I'm Adam, and I'm the typer of programming languages. I'm Sam, and I type vectors. And today is December 20, 2016. <laughs> that was great. A Spanish. Yeah. Uh, also, warning. <laughs> anything can happen on this show, including Spanish. Yeah. But also profanity. And profanity in Spanish. It might be Ooh, yeah. that. So uh, if you are easily offended or if you don't like, you know, whatever, or I don't you, know, get out of here. Yeah, just leave. Yeah. Uh, okay. It's the, it's the podcast before Christmas. And all through the, <laughs> all through the, the basement. basement dwelling. Uh, which reminds me, the first order of news today okay. is that uh, Christmas is coming up. So let's talk about what are you guys outraged about this year? What's, yeah. You know, what about so, Christmas? And I the heard general holiday spirit has made you angry because that's what everybody likes yeah. to do. Yeah. Yeah. So I, th- I, think there's a, I think there's a few ways you could hit it. Yeah. Right. So, mm-hmm. so depending on just where you want to come at it from. So you could be all the angles, man. Yeah. You could be mad about people calling it Christmas. You could also be mad about people calling it just the holidays. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just like you could hit it from any angle. What right if, there. Uh, can I be mad at both? You could, you could be mad at both and just generally upset about the commercialism of it, mm, yeah, um, that's a good which one, is a, like a, just it's a great overall outrage right. uh, sort of You could thing be mad about the pine tree murder that happens. Yep, there's, yeah. there's a massive deforestation. If you're not um, mad about that, you could be mad about the plastic trees, which are made of plastic. Yep. Bad for the environment, probably. Yep. Yeah, I got one of those uh, because of my outrage about the... The, the real tree. I, I got a real tree because of my outrage about the plastic trees. Yeah, yeah. Um, I decorated so, it with red cups, but solo cups though, not cups from mm. Starbucks. Those ones are offensive. That's true, <laughs> because they don't have. You know, wait, what do wait, what do they or do they not have? No, I, think it's because, <laughs> I think it's because they used to be. So they're green this year. Are they green this they're year? They're green this year. But I mean, people are still outraged. Are we outraged because it's green or because they used to be red? No, I'm having such a hard time keeping track of what I'm mad about (laughs) this Christmas. It's almost as if you can choose to be outraged about About literally literally anything. anything. No, I think the world is actively out to get me. Yep. And that I... He's right. right. And I'm pretty sure this is really all about me, actually. Like, Mm. that's... When people make a cup red, it's because they want me to be upset. Yeah, like I mean, it's, it's actually, yeah. it's a, it's very stressful to be the center of the universe, yeah. you know, because That's so many things you know? get directed at you. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's just hard to get by. You just, you, you don't know? understand. It's almost, you don't know what it's like. It's almost as if, you know, the underlying idea of a holiday in general, which is supposed to be, you know, enjoying life for a brief yeah, moment. Yeah, yeah, but you don't understand. It's almost you as enjoy as if life, I can't, though. Yeah, because mm. your enjoyment brings everyone else just pain and misery. Yeah, um, it's true. It's almost as it's if- a zero sum game. I don't know if you knew this, but happiness uh, is something yeah. that only one person can have. Well, there's a, a time. finite amount of it, and yeah. you can you can pass it around. It's sort of a hot potato of emotions. Mm. You know, it just has to go. It goes around the room. It goes around the world. Um, you know, it's almost as though when I hold that potato, that someone am, else is now starving to death. Yeah, it's of happiness. Of happy, starving of yeah. happiness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I should just drop all the potatoes. Drop the potato. Yeah. Yeah. This holiday. Drop it like it's hot. Drop that potato <laughs> like it's hot. <laughs> because otherwise someone might be offended about you holding the happiness potato. Yeah, just 
just do your best to not be happy. Okay. Yeah. I mean, people just, people talk about the you know, don't the, celebrate the story of, uh, the story of Ebenezer Scrooge. Mm-hmm. You know, as being this sort of tale of a of a an old angry guy mm-hmm. who just all he has is money. I believe curmudgeon is the term. He's a curmudgeon. He's got all he has is money, and he has no happiness in his life. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, it's the story of a hero. You know, who was who was letting other people have the happiness, and he gets corrupted by these <laughs> demon ghosts mm-hmm. um, yep. to yeah. to suck up all the happiness right. in the world and keep other people. You know, from I think if because like not only does he have all the money, he also has all the happiness. Yeah. So it's really it's the tale of a rich man getting richer. Is what that's what that is. <laughs> yeah. You know, if I if I feel myself, uh, you know, over the next week or so while we're on break, um, and you know, just basically feeling feeling happiness, I think what I'll do is I'll get on Twitter. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that'll help. Um, yeah, that'll, that'll cut that shit. Yeah. Short. <laughs> and I'll just I'm gonna find you know I'm gonna track those moments and uh-huh. they'll be like, here's what people are angry about. Also. Why don't you be angry about this? And I'm gonna say, you just know retweet what? that. This yeah. holiday, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go this, full rage. I'm gonna be blast, put everybody on blast. Yeah. These holidays, remember how upset you're supposed to be. Yeah, yeah, that's what it's um, all about. And then I think another, just to sort of to to put a cap on this, mm-hmm. uh, another sort of final strategy to use mm. is. Um, before you get together with your family, you know, make a list. Make a list of all the things that you are upset about. Yeah. Um, bring that to your family yeah. get together. Be sure. already upset yeah. when you get there. Yeah, make sure and, no one can escape from whatever you're bothered by. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, you want to make sure they know. Yeah. And also, it's it's good to kind of treat it sort of like a yin-yang situation. Make mm-hmm. sure that the things that you're upset about are, are like, that it's, it's upsetting to other people just that you're upset about those right. things. Right? Mm-hmm. So that when you go to the family gathering, you can just... Really, just amp it up. Like, just really take <laughs> yeah. the whole thing to the max. Yeah, let your um, outrage be fuel for other people's outrage about your outrage. Yeah, your outrage be your guide. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's what it's season. about. That's just what it's about. That's what it's about. It's about being angry. Outrage and presence. Red and green. Christmas, Red everybody. is for angry. Green is for go. Go be angry. This holiday season. That's what it's about. Red is for rage, and green is for go. Go be mad. About it. Um, <laughs> Yeah, how about Quadrupus 2? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about that. <laughs> well, so, you know, it's uh, we had some fun design ideas. We were talking uh, last week. Um, we haven't gotten to really dig in yet because we've been doing just studio stuff, hiring stuff, sales stuff for the se- holiday season. Um, just kind of getting everything, all of our ducks in a row before we flee for a little bit and take a little break. So what we did find, though, is we were just talking about, you know, we have this idea of loops that we talk about all the time. Mm-hmm. And we just started kind of spitballing on what we could do to make the quadrupus experience something more more in line with what we originally intended in the first place, but didn't have the skill to do or the timeline. Um, and so I think the biggest decision that we've made that is important for people to understand and the implications of it is the level size. Let's talk mm. about that. And what, what assuming impact... Assuming we can do it. Assuming we can do it. Yeah. What impact something as small as making the level bigger... As <laughs> <laughs> big... As big. Uh-huh. <laughs> what does that do? I what guess, does it do? I guess how much bigger? Because is it a small huge. amount of biggerness? No, or? it's like between six and ten times. Okay, so it's a it's a big Yeah. So what this does is bigness. this means so in quadrupus you can fall. You can fall off the edge, mm-hmm. which which pushes you down to the next depth. If each depth is more broad and has a lot more content in it, um, then that means you're going to need to explore throughout that entire stage in order to find everything to get the most out of that, out of that level. Um, which means we can, we can do larger jumps in power of enemies from level to level, which does mean that falling will be worse. 
Correct. Falling would have a consequence, actually, because um, you just miss out on all that stuff. Yeah. Now, there'd be all kinds of collectibles and, and resources and experience and weapons and, you know, whatever else you can find. And it'll also allow us to essentially theme levels. Uh, mm-hmm. On the back end with the procedural generation, what we can do is say, okay, you know what? Uh, this person's been playing essentially what we call, you know, the, the vanilla level generation experience. Let's throw yeah. it you in You mean here. the most delicious. The most deli- well, I mean. Experience. Until you twist it with chocolate and then, holy shit. No thanks. And cover it in chocolate again. That's no, just fine. Yeah. I guess. The, Put some mint on there. But so the idea is that we can essentially flavor some of these levels. Yeah. <laughs> with uh, boss chocolate chips, for example. Or perhaps, chips. perhaps exploratory sprinkles. And mm-hmm. um, make, it sprinkles. Such, make it such that the gameplay, instead of just having that homogenous feel that a lot of procedural generation games do. No Man's Sky, for example. Just Not to name names, but that, that's yeah. a big one. <laughs> uh, instead of having everything feel the same and sort of the same cool, but the same, um, we would actually go for a slightly different experience depending on the level the person's on. So you might go from one where it's very combat focused because there's just like maybe a bunch of generators pumping out enemies sort of gauntlet style to, to one where it's like nursery focused where you raise a bunch of baby yeah and then another one where it's like roller coaster tycoon it's actually all about just get in there managing your finances yeah and you go on to the next level it's like the ones that's like online where it's still about managing finances but But also there's nothing around you and you can't escape until you beat it even though it's an mmo with no ending right um that's just one of the ideas yeah and also it's hard to fall to the next level because there's no gravity yeah so we uh you know we we like to throw out a lot of crazy ideas and we're you know, we don't like to And then that. actually throw them out yeah. sometimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Most, Literally. Most of the time. It's a double throw technique. Um, but yeah, so I, I think the the overall angle that we're that we're trying to take with it is we want to hit all the stuff that made the original good. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is basically combat. The combat and, yeah, the thing that we're happy about in the original one is the combat and some of the things like the mastery system. Mm-hmm. So having an achievement system that also that also has unlockable sort of decision points as a player of how you specialize your character. We feel like we didn't take that as far as we could have. Um, and we also want to layer in all kinds of new fun things. Oh, yeah. Also, we were significantly hampered by it being free to play. It was free, so we had to think about how do we sell people crap in this game. Yeah, Quantumus 2 will not be free. Nope. So go ahead and get angry about that this holiday season. If yeah, just add like. that to your list. Bring that to your family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Just, yeah, just, just explain how <laughs> you want things, but you don't have to pay for it. Yeah, because, you know, why should you? Yeah. Yeah, and then get all the gifts <laughs> from your family. It's a perfect example. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we're going to keep the details uh, on lockdown. Yep. Because they change basically constantly. What? Well, uh, next week. But we'll not only like, that, though, we're also going to, every time we do provide a detail, we're going to do it in a bed of lies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that way so you won't even know. You won't know what's real and what isn't real because we don't either. The yeah. labyrinth of truth. Yeah. And this way, yeah. the, the lies will be so <laughs> obvious. That you just don't get to be angry, but there will be orcs. Something, something that there will. It's, it's <laughs> we're making World of Warcraft. Yeah. I, it's an MMO. Yeah, everyone's asking for it. So here you go. There it is. Um, and speaking of MMOs, we're thinking of doing uh, same screen multiplayer. Yep, with controllers. Also, split screen multiplayer. Truth or a lie? Yeah, <laughs> where you only see the other person's body. No, no, Where you play as the face. Yeah, you play as, as a one arm and one leg of one player and of it's the like other player. It's like Dad. Yeah. But it's actually a brawler. But you're playing it for two players at once. Though. So you play half of the limbs of one player and half of the limbs of the other player. Uh, and then the other person playing has the other half of each character. Yeah, and, well, it, and it's also the case that you're you're not playing on your character. You're playing on somebody else's character somewhere else in the world, and you can't right, even you see can't it. Even see it. You yeah. don't even know yeah. Yeah. what's happening. That's why I got to make the levels big so you don't fall off. <laughs> That's right. <Yeah. laughs> That's one of the other benefits. 
so yeah, that's uh, that's we're, we we don't know what the fuck is happening with Quadra Plus Two. We're working on it. Um, I spent some time this weekend working on it. Um, I did actually get though uh, some some double or multiplayer controller stuff. Yeah, four players is, actually. That is true. So we, uh, Seth and I hopped in and we were basically multi-boxing because the the action controls were still bound to one person. That was last week. I got that fixed. Yeah, <laughs> so I was controlling <laughs> Sam's attack. Actually, it yeah. was kind of like what we just described. So, so I was just walking around, and then if Seth dodged or attacked, then I had to. You just had to do react it. appropriately. Nice. <laughs> it's actually really fun. Yeah, it wouldn't work as a commercial product, but that was fun. I enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah. All right, let's. Uh, you know, let's go on some questions. Yeah. yeah. Let's talk. Well, uh, wait, wait. Have we covered all the news? We're gonna talk about Coco's extreme <laughs> coughing situation because this is incredible. Yeah, Coco health update. Coco is our office dog. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a mutt of some she's sort. A Forty pound mutt. Also, she's approximately has the velocity of a missile. Yeah. So she can she's go real fast. fast for a long time. Turbo dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, she because of her turbo tendencies we have to take her to daycare pretty regularly uh where she it's, it's a kid's daycare though it's be yeah, clear. So yeah she can run around with toddlers yeah yeah she walks on her hind legs nobody can tell the difference uh, <laughs> uh except she is taller than all the she's toddlers. taller than all the kids which is weird like, also, a very she's skinny tall human <laughs> with very, very floppy limbs. ears it's um, like a kind of T-Rex arm situation. Uh, but yeah, so she, she goes to daycare <laughs> a lot so she can spend about 12 hours just sort of burning energy, um, which is almost enough. I think the best way to put it is that you've never had to trim her fingernails because they literally burn we, off. Yeah, we've, <laughs> we've had <laughs> circles. We've had her friction for a year and a half now. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we've never clipped her nails. And actually, they're too short. It's like yeah. they're dangerously short because... <laughs> She's her just general mode of operation is sort of like she's just standing over a sander. Like that's just how <laughs> this is how she's moving all the time. Um, so she got she got the kennel cough or whatever from the daycare. It's called kennel cough. That's the shorthand for it. It's basically a dog cold. It's a dog cold, um, and it's you know it's not a big deal, but it does mean that she's been just meandering around the office for the past week <laughs> making these horrible horrible. <laughs> And she's not allowed. She's also not allowed to go to daycare. So she's yeah. She can't. She's got to be at at home. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it's been crazy because she. (laughs) It's very hard to focus on things when there's a beast. You'll be having a meeting or trying to talk about something, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden you're back and it's like. And then if you see her, if you see her doing this, she you're like how a normal person if you're if you're about to cough, like kind of your face gets a little weird, or you might like. Open your mouth a little bit if you're going to sneeze. So she kind of does the same thing, but a dog mode. But dogs have, like, very terrifying uh, fangs yeah, so, and teeth. And so she sort of, like, hunches over and then, like, pulls her lips back and opens her mouth. And so there's just this, like, just this maw. And she's like, <laughs> ah! <laughs> and, and it just goes on sometimes. It's a lot of really vomitous noises a lot I of thought, the time. I thought she was sick the first time. I was like, oh, God, your dog yeah. just vomited. She just caught it. The best like, part is immediately afterwards, coughed. she just looks and she's like, what? <laughs> very super eye contact like but i don't know what happened. i didn't do anything nothing happened so uh she's getting better though you know she's it's a thing there. but that's been our office experience for the past week it's incredible been a little weird yeah all right let's go to uh questions the questions come from podcast.bscotch.net you can ask him with your bscotch id which can earn you a sweet coffee with butterscotch avatar for the forums and your in-game uh picture yeah avatar, whatever and uh you can ask him without a bscotch id too if you want to be anonymous but why would you do that well yeah, yeah really we should just take out that option we really should yeah. All right. So, first question comes from Arkarnix, who asks, "What is each of your favorite pieces of work you did for Crashlands?" 
Well, what I didn't do any, mean? so I guess I don't get to. I don't get to. Answer. Adam did stuff like Adam. Well, Adam made the the save system. That's the true. Cross platform. I guess also, it is a piece of work. Also right? made the story go. It's also true. And the I feel pretty good about that. <laughs> Adam's like an enabler. Except yeah. that I have an addiction problem to make a video game. And Adam's like, yeah, buddies, yeah, <laughs> yeah, go on. Here's twenty it. bucks. Just go do whatever you want. Do whatever you want with it. I don't know. Go crazy, kids. Um, yeah. Favorite piece of work. Mm. Uh, from a programming perspective, I'm I'm actually not super happy with most of what I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and Sam, you can probably back, you can probably that? back me what up. What about on controllers? This. But what I like though from what you did was actually the the last piece of the work with mm. the the fully adaptive controller versus touch versus mouse keyboard support thing. That was pretty fun. But also, yeah. but it feels so good. It's, and so, it's something that always bothered me is playing a game where you have to open a menu to switch over your control scheme. Yeah. Right? Why? Yeah. yeah. You and so and so I set it up so that as soon as it detects a controller input, the UI reconfigures itself and you can watch the little things turn. It's all smooth. And, it's like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And, and somebody wow. did comment on that in the discord. They're like, wow, this is super smooth. So I feel good about worth that. No, it's all worth it. But I think, I think in terms <laughs> Thanks, of discord buddy, yeah. in terms of overall, there's this kind of weird problem where um, I, I still feel like I'm learning a lot as a programmer mm -hmm. and especially at the time of beginning Crashlands, I had been programming really for about two and a half years or something like that. Mm -hmm. And so now I've been programming for five years. Uh, yeah. I've learned a lot more and the stuff that I coded at the beginning was Garbage. truly horrifying. Mm -hmm. Well, and if you're, uh, if you're actually embracing mastery of your craft, your best work is always in front of you, never behind you. Whoa. Hashtag but that beep. also means that your worst work is what you just did. No, it was the first oh, thing. Oh, the you first did. thing you Literally did. Literally the first thing yeah. you did. It <laughs> uh, was garbage. Yeah. But everything gets increasingly bad, though, relatively speaking. The further as back you, move, you go. The further back you, you go. I think my, and the further forward you move in Because time. you had the same experience with art, Sam, right? Yeah. Where at the oh, yeah. end, you had to deliberately make had your art. to stop art, making it better. You had to make your art worse. By the time we got to, to the fit, tundra. Yeah. To yeah. fit the aesthetic. The bosses let me go a little bit crazier because they're sort of like their own thing. Yeah. So they have a lot more detail and complexity like I've been sort of trending toward. Um. Yeah, I actually had to had to chill out a little bit toward the end, which is yeah, it's fine. But when you're making five, you want to you want to get better. Yeah, right? when you're making you five hundred new assets, that's the end of what you're doing. It's kind of a long time to be like, oh, I'm not going to grow for a bit. <laughs> Let yeah. me just dial this in. But yeah. the thing the thing that I learned uh, as far as trying to sort of incorporate these things, I don't know if this applies to art. Maybe is I was reading this book called Clean Code. It's a fantastic mm -hmm. book. Um, and in this book. Uh, the author talks about this thing that he just calls the Boy Scout rule, which is, I guess, the Boy Scouts have this thing when they go camping, when they go, uh, you always clean up the campsite cleaner than it was when mm -hmm. you first went, mm -hmm. right? So Leave if, it better than you found it. Yeah, Pretty so sure that's also like a... Just a general General thing. thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and so uh, I started adopting that with my code where I, I never did this before right so if i saw something that was shitty i just mm. throw an extra piece of shit on top of it um be like there that should fix that rest of that garbage House card right? situation yeah mm -hmm. um and of course that just makes it worse and worse and worse mm -hmm. and less flexible and so now i have two years of that in Crashlands, which um is not a good scenario yeah so well do you have a something that you your favorite piece, though? This wasn't about how shitty you are. Well, so. no, I, I think, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know if there's anything in Crashlands that I own. 
I mean, none of us do. Yeah, my I mean, favorite, it's such a collaborative thing. My I, favorite I thing that Adam did is actually Ramurl turning into a squeeze. Oh, because <laughs> so I'd written that story, and Adam was coming back and like doing a good editing pass and like adding a bunch of humor and just fixing stuff up and building other cool stuff into there. And then so I built it, tested it, and then went off and built some more story stuff and then came back and Adam was like, oh, I finished this one. You want to try it? Played it. And Romero turned into a squeeze plant. And I was like, what? Because <laughs> I never even thought to do that. Because it's like about an NPC. Actually, yeah, yeah. What you're doing is swapping out an NPC and putting a squeeze plant there. And then like swapping actually, them back. Yeah, they're two different things. Yep. Uh, and because the dialogue is locked, the character can't blow it up, which is yep. important. Yep. Um, and then you swap it back. And so, otherwise, that would be murder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, that, I, that was... One of my favorite moments from actually the story development was just that one little, that one little piece. The little squee plant. <laughs> it sort of blew, it sort of opened up, and then we talked about the creator a bunch, but it sort of opened up my, my, what I was thinking about what was possible with that. Right. If you start, really start getting flexible with those tools, you could do a lot of crazy stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Crashlands was the, Crashlands was the first time for lots of things yeah. for us. Well, so also like writing that huge story. Um, We'd never done that. Never done that. So Doing that, like a pinch and zoom map, having a procedurally yeah. generated open world, yeah, I think, a quest system. I do think my favorite, my favorite overall piece of work, I guess, maybe not a small piece, but I think it's actually the narrative stuff for the whole thing because yeah. it's just fun. It's just a lot of yeah. fun. And as far as like the closest to a one-to-one in terms of time spend um, from a dev site, like if I spend, I get fast enough in the creator that if it, if it takes me four hours to make story content, it's going to be equivalent to like 45 minutes to an hour of uh, player time, yeah. which is crazy. That's, that's, yeah. You don't get that turnaround for literally anything. Well, all you got to compare is, the rest of the game, like the full game yeah. with all of our time that went into it and mm-hmm. how many total hours that is over two and a half years. I don't even know what the hell that is. But even the most avid player we have, who's probably played for a couple hundred hours by now, mm-hmm has still put in a tiny drop compared to what we did yeah. to make that thing for them to go play. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's, that's I think that's my favorite, my favorite piece. That's true. Our next question comes from, comes from Dageki, who asks, what is the intended value add, lovely business term just for Seth, of this podcast for BS? Is it <laughs> working? Question. Is it working? What do you want to see as a value add? P.S. Thanks for the awesome. All of it. Just all the awesome. Thanks, dig, dig, Wait, so it tells us how to pronounce it later, I think. So just Degeki. to rephrase Degeki. this podcast question is, why does this podcast exist? You know, that's a, why are we doing this, guys? <laughs> we've had this shut discussion. It down. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> the world's just going to explode. You know, we've never thought about it. And now that we have, oh, we God. shouldn't be doing this. This is now the last podcast <laughs> episode. Yo, of we should have Patrick just put a pause like a pew. <laughs> <laughs> just turn it off. <laughs> TV turned off. We're done. Yeah. Um, Way to go, Degeki. You ruined static. it. So we, we've we actually, when we first started the podcast. What um, was the goal? What was the intent? So, so the I intent remember. is basically we have this idea that there are sort of levels of involvement that our players can have with us as a studio. Mm-hmm. Um, there's kind of the surface level stuff like downloading a free game and playing it for 30 seconds and then being like, ah, fuck this. And or un- uninstalling yeah. it. Or just seeing the icon. and then or Just seeing the icon. Yeah, that's, that's sort of the the briefest of interactions and it doesn't turn into anything. Um, Then there's the people who play the games and really enjoy them. uh, But most of those people will play the game and then just kind of move on. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, And then there's the people who will play it and really get into it and do stuff like, you know, buy it on like buy Crashlands on Google play and steam and Mm -hmm. sync their save up and play through on three different difficulty levels. And, um, and, and that's that's a high level involvement with one game, but not necessarily with the studio, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then there's people who buy multiple games or play multiple games, and they're going further down into the funnel, right? So there's fewer and fewer people at each level. Um, and then at the bottom of the funnel is people who actually actively go out and find stuff 
from our studio, like our talks, our blog posts, our articles. Um, and then at the very bottom of the funnel <laughs> is this podcast. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, we talk about leverage a lot. Probably this is a low leverage activity. Yeah. yeah. So in other words, we know that the people who are listening to this podcast um, are interested in what we're doing as a studio. Mm-hmm. Like they care and we care about them. Otherwise, they absolutely would not be listening to this yeah. podcast. Why, 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 uh, because why, it's also the why, case why, that, you why, know, why. if you if you look at our uh, SoundCloud page or whatever, you'll see that the number of listens is pretty consistent across mm-hmm. episodes. So it's usually mm-hmm. the same, you know, same people coming back, uh, subscribing and, and listening week after week. Mm-hmm. Um, and we think that these people are important yeah. to us as a studio. <laughs> we've, we've talked so. about this idea before of... Um, well, there, there's two things. So one is it also has to do with uh, another question, which is why we would ever put our heads on the splash screen. And I think this goes back to that as well, because we understand that a lot of the reality nowadays um, with digital production work and the way people consume their media now is that the distance between you as a as a player, as a consumer of a thing and the person who made it is not just vast, because it is, but uh, is also completely mediated by most of these sort of uh, weird digital channels like Twitter, Facebook, whatever else. It's, it's yeah. a, and also by, it's a, it's a strict business relationship. Right. And right. so it's, it's, a, it's very easy to view the people who make the stuff for you as basically as strictly as a business faceless, or corporate, corporate entities. entities. And that's true a lot of the time, because especially with video games being the huge industry they are today mm-hmm. and the difficulty of that industry, then most video game stu- studios don't survive. Those that do tend to become more and more corporate and then buy each other, right? Mm-hmm. Until you have Activision. Just Activision. But you just, right. you just have lots left. of, right? <laughs> you just have lots of really big companies with lots of people where any given person in that institution doesn't even, also doesn't really feel like a core part of that institution. Mm-hmm. And so even if you do talk to them one on one, they don't really represent the, the stu- like the right. wholeness of the entity of the, mm-hmm. of the studio. Yeah, so a big part of it is actually just providing a place for, I guess, what we sort of internally refer to as like a high, uh, high touch sort of uh, place where we get, like, we get to directly talk to people, and you get to understand. We get to touch you in the brain. <laughs> <laughs> just, <laughs> just put our fingers into your ears. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and like, and I think because all of us enjoy that a lot when it comes to the creators that we know and really care about. So Owen Rogers is actually, um, we've used him as a good reference point for a number of these things. Uh, one of my favorite things that. So he's a YouTuber, makes these hilarious videos, but then he he also just has these uh, these vlogs he does where he just tells a story about a thing that happened to him. And it's just him and the camera, like, in a bedroom. And it is some of the funniest shit you will ever see in your life. <laughs> and on top of that, the dude just loves the fact that he gets to make stuff for people. And we find ourselves in the same position, but it's it's being a, being a game maker uh, feels like it, it puts us in a weird, a much more weird sort of almost antagonistic relationship on, like, at the outset. Well, there's a, there's a layer between us and the, and the people who are interacting with us, right? Which is the game, right? right? If you're making a YouTube video, it's you, it's you being recorded and then people are looking at you on the mm-hmm. video. Um, for us, it's we make a thing, people play that thing, and there's just this abstracted uh, mediation that happens mm-hmm. there. So and we don't so, get that. Yeah, and, and like one of the things we talked about actually uh, during the summer was something inspired by Owen Rogers. Uh, he did a pizza tour called uh have a slice with me something like that yeah where he just you got a van they just rented a van sort of basically ran the budget numbers uh rented a van and then would show up at a few different uh places and rented out a little room and then sold apparel to sort of like make ends meet and then had a pizza party so all of his fans from all the all the places would just show up and they just hang out for like 
12 just hours. For the 12 hours. <laughs> right. It is like this exhausting, crazy thing. But you know, that, that sort of, yeah, we, we've talked about this before, but like that, that sort of thing where you actually get to meet the people and, and be a person with them is not a thing you get to do if you're mediated by, by the thing you make, right? So by games yeah. or by whatever else. And I think it was especially cool seeing um, particularly that event just mm-hmm. because um, he's got a video up about this. I think it's, yeah, share a slice with me or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he's, at the end of it, he's so overwhelmed by just how many people actually showed up to this yeah. thing. Like he's basically weeping at yeah. the end of it. Um, because he just gives a shit. Yeah. Right. You know, he, he cares about the people who, who watch his stuff. And- yeah. So I guess uh, to answer your question briefly, it's because we give shit about you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Deal with it. Deal with it. All right. Next question comes from our Karnax again. Last night I discovered that you can hold down the dodge button in Quadrupus Rampage. It made the game twice as fun after I was done feeling like an idiot. This is this is a good lesson. <laughs> yeah. This is, I wanted to talk about... It does t- make I one talk wonder. Tutorials. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, the fact that most... So this, I mean, you shouldn't feel like an idiot. Yeah. Because most, most people don't know that you can hold the dodge button. Um, and it, it's in retrospect, it's obvious because yep. all you do is just not take your thumb off. <laughs> You're still touching it. Yeah, it's right? not like an arcane. Yeah. There's not kind of like a crazy combination well, here's another, of things. Here's another tip for crash lands. You don't have to spam click anything. Yeah. You yeah. only need to tap things you one time. You can just time. tap it once. Um, just, go, just so everybody listening knows that. Yeah. <laughs> just relax. <laughs> just just take, relax. Take it down or not. It's not yeah. League of Legends. Yeah. You know, just, uh, take a chill pal. So... This is a failure on our part to create what I would consider to be a reasonable tutorial in Quadrupus. Uh, because so th- so there's a there's this legendary story mm. of of Mario, <laughs> the, the original Mario, okay, game, and how there it has no tutorial, right? Instead, the levels are constructed in such a way to force the player to be exposed to certain aspects of it's the game. Almost as if you can teach the game using using gameplay. Game. Instead of wow. instead of blacking out the whole screen and then putting a hand on screen and showing it, mm-hmm. poking the thing you want the player mm-hmm. to do. This is also true in games like the old original Half-Life and stuff, right? Where you go through boot camp first. Oh, yeah, and you have I to, that. You just walk into like a room and there's stuff. And you, yeah, and they're just like, there's a pipe in the way. And the only option is to actually pay attention to what they... The narrator, not the narrator, like the boot camp instructor yeah. is saying, and they're like, you have to crouch to get under that thing and on the screen. It says like left controller crouch, right? So you you do yeah. all the things that you could do in mm-hmm. the game. Or Half-Life 2, pick up that camp. Yeah, exactly. Right? Okay, now you can pick things up. Right? Cool. Because yeah. that was the first game that had, you know, physics where you mm-hmm. could pick shit up. And then um, you get beaten. Cause then you get, if you don't pick up a can, you get beaten yeah. because it's a tutorial. Yeah. You know, you got to learn. <laughs> um, and get so, learning. Yeah, and so this was this was our second game, second legit game that we made. We were on a mm-hmm. time crunch. Excuses. I'm going to just throw a bunch of... There's yeah, just, man. There's just some, just have some general excuses. Yeah. Um, and so we didn't take the time to make a good tutorial... And what we should have done was made a level that mm-hmm. you had to ink, shoot over a big across gap. a gap, yep. right? Um, because there would have been no enemies no, on the level. You do two of them. So you do a short one first where you're like, you can dodge to jump across gaps and then do a big one and be like, also, you can just... Now, dodge, now go across this gap, yeah. right? It's You know, in a lot of games, they'll do, oh, you can jump across a gap. Right. And then you, you can, oh, run, you can and jump. run and jump or you can uh, double jump, right? right? And, of course, you can't proceed in the level until you do that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Super Meat Boy does this, right? Mm-hmm. Like the wall slides and, and wall jumps and stuff. Um, and in Quadrupus, we, you, you can go and you can watch videos of people playing it. Oh, it's incredible. It's crazy because well, it's not crazy. It's exactly what you'd expect, um, <laughs> which is we just threw tutorial text on the screen, like hold the ink button or mm-hmm. hold this black button to dodge. Um, meanwhile, we throw 20 enemies at you. 
and you're just also attend to all these things that are murdering yeah. you. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and so what you'll find is if you watch YouTube videos of people playing Quadrupus for the first time, is they won't even know that that text is there, and it's big. Sometimes for 15 minutes, yeah. and yeah. it's right there they have in the middle. blindness. Yeah, because they're trying to fight the enemies, right? So they're looking through the text and seeing mm-hmm. all the shit that's trying to kill them. Um, so that was just a well, lesson in tutorials. Well, this is an interesting us. thing because the opening. So Crashlands actually has a, has a pretty good built-in tutorial, um, which took a long time to hone. That that yeah. opening ship sequence, like I don't think anybody understands. It was playtested extensively, unbelievably complicated. We argued about it constantly. Yeah, that yeah. that little the like, most dev time went into that first. Yeah, that first yeah. Like four <laughs> minutes of the game where you're essentially learning how you're allowed to interact with things required in a, just an immense amount of work because we we're trying to avoid the situation where yeah, people even things could, like so. For those of you who have played at the very end of the spaceship at the beginning, you you have a wrench, right? And you give that wrench back to your companion. Mm-hmm. The reason, like, we don't explain why. We just say, hold my wrench. Hold I'm coming wrench. in hot. Hold my wrench, juice box. <laughs> so, and the reason we did that is because we knew that people wouldn't understand how to use the wrench because it wasn't like a normal weapon that you slap things mm-hmm. with or whatever. We wanted to introduce that concept later. Right. So we actually took the thing back away from you so that we could introduce it. So the wrench, the wrench served as. casual context. The wrench served as, so the so first it was, you can tap on things to pick them up. That's the packages, mm-hmm. right? You tap to move. Um avoid red stuff that's bad mm-hmm. right so that's the first part of the tutorial and then it's introducing the idea of sometimes you need to ha- you need to have a thing in order to interact with the thing right. so that was where like you get the wrench and Beat then you, you hit the the electrified things mm-hmm. right um yeah then yeah you give the wrench back to juice box and we give the wrench back to you later with a new function which is now you can fling it to stun right. enemies and right? they're so- actually two different wrenches aren't they in code no, actually, they're the same. Are they same? Yeah. Oh, Coated the fuck out of those wrenches. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, and, and a lot of people, there was actually a lot of controversy in, I guess, controversy, argument inside the studio about how to approach that initial landing sequence, too. Because... Do we mm-hmm. give you a weapon? Do we give you a weapon? This is the question. Because what we found is that everyone just gets straight up murdered by Wampets if they, like, as soon as they get off the ship, they just go, if they have a weapon, they just go get murdered by Wampets, and they're like, this game's not fun. And it's yep. like, no, 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 it's great. You just don't even know how to play it. So (laughs) we realized the problem was a teaching one. And so we had to take this risk, which if you watch streamers and stuff, uh, their first time playing it, it's interesting because a lot of people, especially because of the trailers are very over the top and stuff and the opening sequences, explosions and running around. And then suddenly you're, you're thrown on the ground, but you you, still got your adrenaline pumping. Yeah. But you actually can't fight anything. And so there's this interesting, everyone's like forced to chill out. And some people take five or 10 minutes to get through that first opening sequence before they get a weapon in their hand. Well, and um, you have to build a piece of armor first too. Yeah, we, because we want to that. show you. We want we want you to build a piece of armor before you even can build a weapon, mm-hmm. because we want it to be the case that uh, you understand that you can protect yourself and buff up your health. Mm-hmm. Because when we handed people a sword first and no armor, which was the original mm-hmm. way we did it, they would have zero protection, low HP. They'd run in there and fight a womp and get one shot. Then they'd go back and do it again and get one yeah, shot again. Just- right. Yeah, and and they and they just thought that the problem was that they just were bad at the combat and not necessarily that they could build armor, right? Mm-hmm. So we we actually forced the player to build armor first. Or even that they weren't like clicking fast enough, which is a whole other thing, right? Yeah. It's like so the because you sw- only click once. Yeah. yeah. Maybe if I click a whole bunch, I'll swing fast. Yeah. So yeah. so so every aspect of that first 10, 15 minutes oh of gameplay was just painstakingly <laughs> designed. <laughs> and it pretty much I mean it works. It works pretty much. But again, we didn't do that in Quadrupus, and that's why yep. you feel like an idiot because you didn't know you could hold that's down That's our fault. That's, that's on us. We feel like yep. idiots now, man. Yeah, thanks, uh, thanks a lot. Terrible. <laughs> All right, so uh, next one comes from One Dead Saint who provided a uh, 
a link to the game dev subreddit uh, to an article that he said, just read this post about how this dev made between three to 20 times more profit on iOS versus Android. Is this a common occurrence? And what's your experience? Let's talk about this in two phases. One, let's answer, talk the, about- answer the question first. I don't so, know if it's a common occurrence. Yeah. Just address this exact point and then talk about people on the internet real quick. Okay. okay. Is this a common occurrence? Maybe. Who knows? Yeah. That's the answer. Well, actually, from what we understand, Yes, but it's because this is a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? Which so, we'll, which we'll get back to. But I want to say from our own experience, no. Uh, well, yeah. it's not, <laughs> it's just that there's nuance, guys. Come on, yeah. So, you know? come on. so the nuance is that all that actually matters is how visible you are in each of the stores, mm-hmm. right? That's the first. That's the first thing that matters. As the biggest if people impact. can't see your game, then it doesn't fucking matter where you are, uh, whether you're on iTunes or on Google Play, right? It has seemed to have been the case for us that that post-launch, once you get past all the whatever visibility the platforms choose for you, um, they're actually not that different. No. The storefronts have about the same level of sort of long tail right. purchasing rates, at least for they did for Crashlands. For Crashlands. We, we can't say this generally because yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we have no general data. Right. We only yep. have Crashlands. This, right. this is a $5 mobile game. So keep that in right. mind. And what that does mean, because the market for Android is way bigger than the market on iOS. Mm-hmm. Which So if you're thinking about it that way, then... Yes, the purchasing rates for Crashlands are way lower, but the actual income for the studio is really similar, <laughs> right? So it doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, so, but that, but we we designed our entire launch with a really key premise or hypothesis, I guess, which was that when visible when there's visibility, when people are aware that your game exists, you have to make sure they can get it at the same time, mm-hmm. because if they can't, they're gonna forget about it. People are not going to give a shit anymore. And even if it's a week later, because because a launch week is literally a week. That's when people give a shit about your mm-hmm. game and pay attention to it. So if you wait two weeks, if you launch in one platform, like just on iOS, wait two weeks to launch on Android or vice versa, then all the people who gave a shit, who like wanted to saw your game and wanted it, but it wasn't out Back yet. when your game was in the news. Yeah, like a Super week ago. Mario Run is on iOS right now, but right. not on Android. Right. Yeah. I, I tried to open it up on my on my Galaxy S5. I was like, oh shit, I guess I can't get it. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. there's a really good chance that I'm I'm just not going to give a shit it. by yeah, the time whatever. it comes out. If it if it was out at the same time, I would have been on part of the hype train. Oh, right? yeah. I would have bought it immediately. And, and this is what happens: is you basically fall off the hype train if you launch mm-hmm. if you do a staggered launch. So this is our hypothesis. We saw everybody else in the entire industry doing staggered launches it's always saying the same same shit saying the same Same shit shit. doing it on ios first and on android Mm -hmm. anytime between weeks to literally years later and they're like see the game came out (laughs) at two completely different times and it did worse yeah and it is especially egregious you go to gdc talks where Mm -hmm. developers will give a post-mortem of their game and they'll go here's a pie chart of my revenue right and it's yeah we launched on steam and then two and a half years later we launched on ios and then six months later, we launched on Android. Oh, so we literally started. And Wii that U. was two weeks ago. Here's a pie chart right. of our revenue. <laughs> right. and it's like, look, Android didn't perform very well. Well, duh. You what? Got, there's a, there's and then a they time blame pirates for some reason day. instead of the stupidity right. of their yeah, launch. Yeah, so, so you're comp- you just you're comparing. Yeah, so the long and the short of it is that uh, your feature placement on either one of those stores is what determines the difference between the two stores. Yeah, that's the best way I'd put it, at least in our experience. So in other in words, our experience. if you launch like we did simultaneously on iOS and Android and you get a feature on one of the stores, but not the other one, you will do better, you'll on, do that better on the store. It actually is what happened yeah. with uh, Quadrupus. So it happened with Quadrupus and then it happened in the other way with Crashlands. Crashlands got front page editor's choice with iTunes and did not get a high level of feature treatment on Google Play, actually, on mm-hmm. launch week. And it switched. And we saw it. We saw yep. it in the numbers uh, coming out there. Mm-hmm. And we also see it, it. We think that maybe... Maybe the overall power of an iOS feature is bigger, but the truth is 
We haven't gotten a main banner feature on Google Play. We can't say. Yep. We never have. So, so who knows? <laughs> we don't know. Um, yeah, so just be careful when you hear, because I think what bothers me about the specific um, post that was linked, I don't know if we're going to link to it, but yeah. people don't need to see it. Well, it'll be um, in the question when it's marked as yeah. answer. Okay. So, um, so bear in mind that that the issue that we have here is not that this person is recounting their experience, because in their experience, yeah, they did make 20 times what, on iOS what they did on Google Play. Yeah. But also in their experience, they launched their game three years later on Google Play. Yep. Um, and we don't know what the difference was with their feature treatment. We don't know mm -hmm. how they promoted it differently. Mm -hmm. um, there's so many variables in play. Um, there, there, you can't identify a cause. The oh, cause yeah. is, it could absolutely be the storefront. But there's so many other potential yeah. causes that that's not even the, the best place to yeah. start. So the best, the best thing that you can say about this, or the, the only conclusion you can draw about this, is if you launch that game... At the time like you that. launched three it. years ago on iOS <laughs> and then recently on Google Play and get the same treatment that this person did as featuring, right? Then you'll see similar results, maybe, but maybe not, yeah. right? So, <laughs> so this, and this is an important it's point very about specific. And this is, we learned this a very hard way with Talfite um, to start with, which is that people talking about stuff on the internet, usually when it comes around one game or uh, when it's basically not a larger scale look at what's going on in the industry, but rather like, this is my experience in a very particular way. Here's conclusions for you. Mm -hmm. Here's what you should do. This to is why postmortems are dangerous. Yes. Yeah. Be, be, just be very careful and ask a lot of questions about the context. Because again, answering that question of context, in this case, not a simultaneous launch. Mm -hmm. Highly unlikely. So basically it's- Hype train probably died down after three years. I, I would <laughs> imagine. One would um, think. So, you know, there's, there's all these circumstances in which- in which you could easily say, ask the question that Adam talks about a lot, which is ask the question, why else would this be the case? Yeah. Beyond the thing you're jumping to first, which is, mm -hmm. oh, these platforms are completely different and iOS is way better. Why else might it be the case? Yeah. <laughs> right. and, and, and I think in the circumstance. Maybe, right. maybe first, what's the probability? first blame yourself. That's right. Always ask, what did I do? <laughs> what did I do? That wrong? could lead to this, right? Yeah. Uh, instead, of, instead of always relying on some external thing mm -hmm. that is the source of your problem, instead of you just having a bad launch plan. Yeah, and actually your, your life will just be generally improved if you just repeat the mantra, you can't draw a conclusion from a sample size of one. Or it's even good. a few. Or even 30 sometimes. Yep. You know what? You can't yeah. know anything. Yeah. You can't truly know anything. Life is pointless. The sun's going to explode in five billion years. <laughs> All right, next question. Comes from <laughs> Flame It, Flame It Kermit. Flame, flame Kermit. what? Flame It Kermit. Just flame It. Who says, last time you said that there are wormholes in the pockets of the Infinisuit leading to a butters, uh, uh, butterscotch. Bureau of Shipping. <laughs> Bureau of Shipping storage house. So if it wasn't for plot's sake, couldn't Flux just write a sign saying, send help, my coordinates are dot, 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 and stick it in her pocket. I have an easy answer to this for this question. No. No, because nobody <laughs> actually, no no sentient beings actually go into those. Well, robots. yeah, it's yeah. just robots. It's you just know those robots. little mustache robots that hang out on the on the BSSSSS? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, the Bureau of Shipping Warehouse is just full of those. Yeah, they're it's like ants. They, can, they, they, can't they can lift 20 times their weight. They're just moving packages around. Well, to, to them, if you put further, it, to them, honestly, use the little mustachioed ant people? To do what? I don't know. Stuff. Yeah. Um, but they can't get out of that warehouse. Well, there's some on the ship. Who knows? Though, maybe there'll be a maybe there'll be a pet in Quadrus Rampage too. Ooh. <laughs> hey, yeah. I love those little mustache robots. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I think yeah, you know, if you think about them like a like a robot, maybe in an Amazon warehouse, which is those robots don't they aren't they aren't sort of psychologically analyzing the it's impact like, of the packages ooh, they're there's moving. A note. I wonder they'd see a note, they'd be trouble. like, hey, this wasn't on the manifest. I'm going to destroy this. Right, <laughs> oh, they'd be like, I'm not allowed to read this. This would be illegal because this is somebody's mail. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. these robots are ethical. Yeah. Mail laws are important. Yeah. All right. In uh, other words, there isn't a real problem there. Yeah. <laughs> 
But this question comes, try, comes from Mia Kitty, number one Australian fan, who asks, hot dog spaghetti, which is hot dog sausage pieces skewered with spaghetti strands before being cooked. Yay or nay? Yeah. How many spaghetti strands? Is it just one? So you just get like a droopy. That's like a, that's a well, little, if you put too many, then you end up sort of with a shredded hot dog mess. Almost uh-huh. like a hot dog, like a ring around just a <laughs> stack of noodles. I think a better question <laughs> is, good, what about, <laughs> I mean, because what, what you're basically doing is you're there? making spaghetti and hot dog water, right? I yeah. Mean, basically which is, <laughs> which is tastier water than regular water. Yeah. So what about making hot dogs, you know, boiling hot dogs, mm-hmm. and then making spaghetti? Because now you've water. diluted all the hot dog juice and all the water. This reminds me of when Adam used to make popcorn with bacon grease. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of oil. Yeah. Because then you got bacon flavored popcorn. It's great. This is really good. We need to use a lot more meat juice byproducts to sort of fuel our cooking. I'm on I this think. bacon juice train. <laughs> yeah. And then whatever you don't use for your... For your popcorn, you can also use for mashed potatoes mm-hmm. instead of butter. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh, you know what you could also do? You can what? get, you know, the, you know those huge noodles? They're like, kind of like penne. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. The big ones. Put hot dog through it <laughs> like a bun. Yeah, let's talk about what what other <laughs> what other foods can you like just shove together? I mean, it's like a, yeah, it's like a taco. Right? Yeah, it's like a hot dog like, taco noodle. Because Adam made, oh, this is a good one. So for my 18th birthday, you remember this? For your 18th birthday? My 18th birthday. That was like, what, 100 years Adam ago? Came, Adam, came home <laughs> from, Adam came home from college. Was that when I made a turducken? Made a, made a goddamn turducken for my birthday. Yeah. It's a deboned, what, a chicken? Chicken, a duck, and, and a, a turkey. turkey. And then you- It took me a long time. And then you put them inside those. each other. Well, no, first I brined them overnight because it was, it was also in the winter. So yeah. I just put a, a pot of brine with all those birds in it out just like in the snowbank overnight. And the next morning, because you can't in. fit all those birds in the, in the fridge or no, whatever. Yeah, it was a big pot. I mean, it's a lot of birds. How did and, you? And then I had to stitch them together. You, you also gotta be careful. Mom had of, some big. You pots. gotta be careful of raccoon involvement in this kind of a scenario. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get a lid on scavenging. It. Yeah, it was, actually, yeah, there was some stuff. They didn't really consider that at the time. Don't they sleep or something? I don't know. There's probably some. They're winter probably hibernating. Thing. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know much about raccoons. Nobody but, got into it. But yeah, yeah, but then you take, so you have all these floppy boneless carcasses, right? <laughs> and you, and then you sew them together, like, you know, in sequence. So you just put one in, one inside, sew it up, one another, sew it up. And then you stuff it full of all kinds of delicious stuff. Then like you, rice you skewer it with noodles. Would you say the hot dog, yeah, would you say the, <laughs> the hot dog noodle skewer is sort of like the, the novice version of the turducken, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, if we want to put stuff inside stuff, let's go. Yeah, you it's gotta a get good a place whole, to start. You yeah. gotta get whole animals and put whole animals inside. That's where we're I would actually recommend starting with with little smoky sausages. Yeah, so that's like put smoky. those inside of penne. Yeah, well. Put that inside of a, a hot dog. Hot put dog. That, that inside of a hot dog. Put well, that kind of like a cavatelli. Isn't there a cavatelli one? They're cavatelli. like a big fat noodles. And yeah. then you... And then put that inside of a broth, you know? So it's like a lasagna, sort of. But it's like a tubular lasagna. It's a tubular lasagna. Yeah, you can also probably... Yeah, man. That's a good podcast. If, yeah, if you always try to remember that. If so you can kind of yeah, you can kind of just keep layering meat noodle, meat noodle, meat noodle. And you know, then, it's kind of like and ravioli. Then duck, and then use actual ravioli sheets and then chicken, actual ravioli sheets. Whoa. Turkey. Now you've got oh, yeah. you just die, I think. <laughs> so are any of you guys game for a winter project? That would be <laughs> incredible. I don't know if I know how to debone a bird anymore. That's Do you know how to debone a cavatelli? Yeah, yeah, real hard. That one, I've, I've practiced that one a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that one. I'm good at. Exactly. It takes Sun, more finesse. Yeah, yeah, you have to have a really special. They got real for tiny, it. tiny noodle bones. <laughs> they do. Yeah. You got to squeeze them out all of right. there. Next question comes from uh, Lecky, who asks: With all the game jams that you do, have you ever considered hosting a jam for the butterscotch community, or does the St. Louis game jam give you enough jam for your jam jar? 
We have actually thought we talked about, about this. this a lot. The thing is, we don't know if the butterscotch community would participate would want to do Interesting. that. Interesting, but, but our podcast listeners would be like the proper target. That's maybe. true, probably. Well, maybe it's it's quite because this is kind of a weird problem having a uh, uh, studio podcast that's also about game dev, where we also just make dumb jokes. Is there's a Venn we don't, diagram? Yeah, we don't really know <laughs> who's why you're bar? here. Who are you people? Why are you doing? <laughs> Back to the Geki's question. What? Yeah, actually, you asked us, you asked us why we're here. A better question is, what are you doing? You guys get out of this. Maybe we should do it. Maybe we should put a survey up or something. Why are you listening to us? Yeah. Just just ask. uh, Because the thing is, if it's, you know, if it's like half game devs, then fuck yeah. Well, shit, even if, even if there were, because we get like, 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 yeah, 800 to 1,000 listens. So even if like 10% of you or less even. That's a good size game jam. That's a good size game jam. But is it a good jam gam? That... Is a good question. Wait, wait, what? Okay, so we might want to do this. Let's pretend, Adam. I want you to I want you to step into the. How do we find out? Step shoes. into the boot shoes. Step into the boat shoes. Uh huh. Step into the boat shoes. So we've got a, a bunch of Easterners, podcast listeners uh-huh. for this show. Why are you here? <laughs> do we? Do, do any know. of us know? No, no. Well, this is. It. <laughs> but I guess to go back to that question. This, among our discussions about why we're doing this, we, we ask ourselves this all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, the question has always been like, how do we grow the podcast? Who is this for? And the answer that we always come up to is we don't know. And I mean, just are listening you, for right? some reason. But, but not only that, if we, if we decide we think who it's for or decide who we want it to be for and start trying to design it for them, now it's just a circular self-fulfilling prophecy. Right. So, and then so we're leaving we just, out everybody who was already here, man. Right. So we just decided. We, we well, don't know. Oh my God, no, <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe our demographical uh, focus oof. is so off. <laughs> I was just mimicking Coco temporarily. Uh, but yeah. so, so we just decided, all right, let's just do what we want for this thing. And then if people like people it, people get then, on board. Then then we'll, yeah. Here's another thing that I forgot. Hop on board, whatever this train is. Which is that when Crashlands launched and we were losing our damn minds for that week, which by the way, so the documentary is coming out uh, soon. We got to watch it. And that like the transition from us looking like normal people to the week after launch, the week of and after launch, all those just look like shit. I mean, it's like <laughs> we get that just spaced off. Oh my God. You're shaved like, in a week. Uh, <laughs> look, just look terrible. So, yeah, we found that doing the podcast because it forced us. We're it's like, energizing. Right, there's like 700 people who want to hear something, maybe, or at least pay attention. We don't know bit. if they really want to, but they definitely <laughs> they are least, hearing it. They at least download it. Yeah. So we don't know if anybody listens. There might be nobody listening. It's just bots, just yeah. robots, just up, just so, up robots. But we found that doing that podcast for that hour uh, around launch week and the only after, thing. it actually was great for us to stay sane because we were in such a tizzy you know putting stuff together and putting out fires and stuff that it was nice to slow down a little bit mm-hmm. maybe there's, take maybe, a step back and just talk you know about what? stuff maybe it's not for any maybe it's for us oh my god <laughs> all your dreams all right we uh, should man but we should <laughs> probably put blast. together some kind of a nah. survey or something just just to find out like not to, to act on it necessarily but just as you know what just, just curious about you mean i think we should put a survey if people would want to do a game jam that's what yeah I yeah know. yeah we should I, don't do care, that. I don't care about why you people are listening as long as you're oh, here I, I am curious about that so you know it is maybe tweet at us or something if you get yeah. on that infernal platform well we should make it as easy as possible maybe we, could, we could add a little survey to the podcast page or something yeah Ooh. so now you can submit a question and also but what are we gonna say also submit because we're because like we fill in multiple choices like why are you here and then we'll be like we don't know we don't know we're, we don't it'll know. just be a long form essay we'll just say there's a minimum of ten thousand words yeah you know, just you just i'd like a short novel 
on your life experience. Ideally, you to this questionable point, where you're listening to this podcast. Yeah, we're not accredited, but I will give you a PhD. <laughs> it's worth it. <laughs> it's not worth anything. All right, next question comes from Degeke again. He says, "You brothers seem very close to each other. We're actually about what three and a half yeah, feet away, easily. Yeah, good three and a half feet away from yeah. each other right now. Incorrect, Degeke. Uh, That's pretty close, though. Depends. Yeah, <laughs> depends on your I've scale. Been, yeah." Been so. close to people. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next question. Who's the oldest and why? This is probably the best question we've ever got. Who is the oldest and why? And why? So I feel like this sort of splits into like it sort of soul goes, versus goes two ways. biological age. Mm-hmm. But I feel like Adam's just the oldest. <laughs> it depends. It, it also depends on how, how much your chemo aged you biologically. That's true. Did it age you because you're... Is oldest closest to death? Because it's probably me. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, so but no, but seriously, but for real. So but really, that's is true. that what the prime is? Oldest, closest to death, or furthest from birth? Birth, birth. or is it? Well, in that sense, there is, is nobody. Most, none of us know who knows who. Maybe is it's ever the oldest. <laughs> maybe it's most bigoted, since that seems to be general trend. <laughs> <laughs> whose mindset is the most locked down? Yeah. Oh yeah. Who's the, who's the least flexible mm-hmm. mentally, though? Physically, I think also probably me. Probably me. I think I'm very inflexible in yeah. all regards. <laughs> um, I am a rock. I'm an anchor how just weighing one, down the team. So this is the fun question because it, <laughs> it gets to the point where it's like, how do you measure age? How do Beyond you? Beyond I think you, uh, so you take a person, right? Okay. You chop them in half? Exactly. <laughs> and then you, chop and you half, count how many you count rings the they have. And then you put a cavitelli noodle. <laughs> <laughs> Debone them? Put a noodle on them? So back together. <laughs> then you compare the flavor mm-hmm. of the two halves. Mm, this is a well-aged human. <laughs> Got notes of cynicism, <laughs> blockheadedness. Yes, mm-hmm. it appears to not be able to learn new tricks either. It depends this, on what causes human rings, though. This human doesn't mm, give yeah. a fuck. Is it seasons like it is with trees, or is it? Uh, People do you know. say though that as you as you get older, you don't give a fuck. Well, that's true. So, I've been getting so there. Could be more. how many fucks you give. How yeah. many fucks you have. You just kind of if you just kind of yeah. tally them up throughout the day. Wait, wait. Do you give fewer or just have fewer? Probably both. I think you you start the day with like six. Yeah. You're like, I can care about that. And then you just you walk outside without your pants on to get your mail and you're like, whatever. <laughs> I've already used not, my six fucks. I, I, I used it before breakfast. I'm out. <laughs> All right. So here's a question. Yes, do you ever play the eldest card in decision making? I think because you know, we think of this age thing clearly along so many dimensions that I'm never like, hey, I'm probably closest to death. So actually I did do that when it came to a crash land. <laughs> I'm the closest That's to death, true. so here's what I think we should do. That is why Crashlands exists. It is Sam played the closest to death card. I did. Yep. Yeah. But that's true. more of a that's more of an urgency situation. As yeah, usually a wisdom thing. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> but yeah, otherwise when like if we're having a really heated argument and I'm just like tired of listening to the nonsense mm-hmm. and I'll, then I will just cut myself in half and be like, remember how many rings Look I at have? My rings! <laughs> And then Sam's like, then they're, they're, they're cowering because they're like, oh my god, so many rings. It looks like I'm cowering. I'm just Picking up some cavitelli noodles. So you're just like, oh, I'm, thank God I was hungry. I'm so ready. <laughs> Let me debone this turkey. Uh, how has the age difference between each of you affected your relationship with each other? We talked about this a little bit yesterday. Because so I've always been the youngest, obviously. It's kind of a function of how these things work. Well, maybe so, until you got chemo, now you might be. Well, actually, because there was a time where you didn't exist. That's true. And you weren't the youngest because you were dead. You can't and then you were born. Was I dead? I think you weren't alive, just not alive. Which is pretty much. What's the difference? <laughs> this question's getting real. So Hard. there was a point, yeah, there was a point where you were dead, uh, and mm-hmm. then you became the youngest, and then you stayed there. Mm-hmm. 
And then so. you might have become the oldest. Yeah, because there was a there was a there was a short time proximity. where I was the youngest brother. That's true. Yeah. Oh yeah, I took your spot. How do you feel about that? That's cool. <laughs> there was a time where I didn't even have brothers. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably and Adam was pretty mad about that's it for about sixteen years. <laughs> The fuck are these brothers doing? <laughs> Taking Can't all, they see how many rings I have? Taking all my noodles. Yeah, I think we uh, we work together pretty well. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, three out of five stars. <laughs> <laughs> Best team I've ever had. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, next question comes from. Let's jump a little bit. Ooh, just some dude who asks a username. Yep. <laughs> who asks why is Crashlands cheaper on mobile than on PC? I don't know. Um, because we're greedy guys, devs and we want all your money. Yeah, uh, it's cheaper on mobile because because everything is. people are less willing to pay for the same thing on that platform. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's pretty straightforward. Yeah, but this, this kind problem. of comes to a, a more interesting point, which is nothing in the universe has an absolute value. Things only have except for temperature. <laughs> <laughs> except for temperature, <laughs> things in the universe. Of economics. Do okay, not sorry. have yeah. absolute value. Things only have relative value based on the context in which they are presented. Mm. So. Uh, yeah, things only have relative yeah, value. Yeah, because the, the question isn't how much is a thing worth. It's how much is a thing worth to you right now in this moment. Mm. So if you see a, a good game on mobile and you see it for $5, you're like, the fuck is this overpriced nonsense? You see the same game for 15 bucks on Steam. You're like, wow, that's a pretty good deal. Yeah. Pretty reasonable. 15 mm-hmm. bucks is super reasonable. Yeah, because it's right there next to some $60, $70 thing with $800 of DLC. And you're like, wow, 15? No problem. Yeah, right? yeah. it's basically free. It's basically free. Um, yeah, so it's just all about the context. You know, different markets are different. People have different ideas of those markets. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. it. And uh, mm-hmm. we wanted to make sure that we price things according to the markets they were in. Because otherwise people wouldn't buy them. Yep. Yeah. And it, based on the sort of long tail revenue breakdown between the three platforms, it seems like we did okay. In terms of that guess. Yeah. But again, we have a sample size of one, so who knows? Probably fucked it up completely. We, probably we have no did. way of knowing. All we know is that okay. we're able to fund studios, yeah, which is which is all we needed. Success. Yeah. So yeah. Success was had. Maybe not maybe not as much as there could have been. This is a podcast where we tell you that there is no such thing as truth and you shouldn't listen to us or anyone. And everything you've been told is a lie. Yeah. Or is it? Who knows? You don't know. We don't know. Nobody knows. <laughs> uh, this is a good this is a good question to end on. I think from uh, Jinx Soul who asks, "How many questions is too many?" I'm gonna say this many. However is, many, we're this not gonna one answer is. this one. <laughs> <laughs> this has been Coffee with Butterscotch. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening, even though we don't know why. We'll yeah, go to podcast.bscotch.net and maybe like tell us tell us why you're why you're doing. Also, this. tell your friends why you're here because we we yeah. can't tell them and tell get. them with so much emotion and just. Love that they can mm. help, but also and then they can't help but unfriend you on Facebook. And be like, yeah, yeah. His views on podcasts are discerning. Yeah, yeah. But if you if you are looking disconcerting, sorry. If you are looking, yeah, that was actually a good thing. It was, yeah. yeah. If you're looking for something to be outraged about, to just like yell at people about, oh, yeah, get angry, at us. get angry we'll about, like, yeah, get angry about this podcast. Just tell uh, everybody yeah. just how how angry this podcast oh, no, makes no, you. Tell them how angry you are that this podcast isn't. Super popular. Ooh, that's a good one. Mm. Yeah. I can't oh, believe that's it. that's a good thing to be outraged about. It makes this no Christmas sense. This holiday season <laughs> why the Coffee with Butterscotch podcast is blown up. You mean this Christmas season. I'm angry at you now. I was talking about the... Uh... <laughs> All right. <laughs> see you next week. Bye. Bye.